Hi, everyone. This is Derek Williams, and you're listening to the 10 Bound Sales Development Podcast. This is a special series we call the Research Lab Series, where we are dedicated specifically to investigating technology that's driving success for SDR teams. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Andy Moet. Andy is the CEO and co-founder of Gated. CEO in this terms actually also stands for Chief Email Officer, and you're going to learn why. Gated is a very, very interesting platform. A little bit more about Andy, actually. He has led growth at three, not one, not two, but $3 billion companies. So he brings a tremendous amount of insight and perspective. Now, this is going to be a slightly different interview from some of the others that I've done. So be ready for a slight mind shift by the (laughs) end of this discussion. I think you'll think a little bit differently about email. So a little bit about Gated, they are enabling people to spend more time on the emails that matter most. Think of it as noise canceling headphones for your inbox. I think that's what's in Andy's headline on LinkedIn. We all know that people receive way too many irrelevant emails. And so to help that, Gated has come up with a phenomenal tool, an intelligent solution that reduces unwanted email and benefits charity. Yes, charity. Because in order to get through, it challenges senders to donate to someone's charity in order to reach their inbox. So that's a little bit of a setup. You're probably wondering how in the world does this help drive success for SDR teams? Don't worry, you're not alone. I honestly felt the same thing at the first night. But you know, after speaking with Andy, I learned a lot and gained a new perspective. So stay tuned. Andy's going to break it down for us. Andy, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Eric. It's great to be here. Yeah, I remember that first call where you're like, I'm not sure we should be talking. I don't quite understand this. We had a great chat. You challenged me then. So it's fun to come back and do this for a wider audience. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you give us a little bit of your background, if you could, a little sneak peek into you know how you got to where you are today, any specific inflection points along the way. We kind of set up the stage around some of the big organizations you've helped lead. Any specific inflection points you might share with the team as you give us your background? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a nutshell, like I've spent the last 20 years helping scale go-to-market operations and then also demand gen for companies. I've had the lucky pleasure of getting to work at three companies that have changed the world in different ways. Upwork, Box, and Coltramp most recently. And then there were some interesting entrepreneurial things in between. You know, when I joined Elance, which became Upwork, my boss, we were trying to figure out outbound. And so I sent an email to 750,000 IT professionals and plunged wow. elance.com into spam hell for 28 days. And I count those days. So 750,000 emails. Yeah. And, you know, if you think about it, a lot of the IT folks probably have a backdoor to the person with the ponytail that runs the spam filters. And so I learned it firsthand, but I really learned that I enjoy all the systems. So I built out kind of like CRM, marketing automation. Did that again at Box where I ran post-sale ops and then got asked to run all of marketing ops. And then at Coltramp, I kind of ran like everything ops plus then halfway through, I also took over Dimension. So I got to learn from some really great people. And you know, I think I've helped three sales teams send an ungodly amount of emails for sales. And then also like large sends on marketing. Like I've pushed send on a 15 million person email blast before. And so I've learned every trick in the book to help senders reach people. And I've been a part of everything from sequences and running outreach to the data sources and all the strategies associated with it. So I am not naive. We're not coming in from some YC Combinator company trying to figure this thing out. Like I've lived go-to-market data and how to get to people for the last 20 years. 
pretty good. So, yeah, it sounds like you kind of switched sides a little bit. No, I did. I did. <laughs> I don't fully switch sides. So as we get to the Welcome end of it, people realize <laughs> that, that, that we're on the side of reducing noise in email. Mm-hmm. I think SDRs will definitely admit that we all know that, you know, it's getting harder and harder. Reply rates are dropping. People are just tuning things out like they've done with every other ad channel that's ever existed over the years. Well, I'm curious, where did you come up with the idea or how or when for Gated? Where did that kind of illuminate from? About three years ago. I had just taken over demand gen as well, too. So we were like 70 million ARR. I was VP of two big functions that probably own most of the tools decisions on the go-to-market side. Actually, I owned all the tools decisions on the go-to-market side. Mm. And I was getting pummeled, right? Like I'd wake up every morning and you know, it wasn't the number, but it was just some of them you'd see and they would just be completely irrelevant or didn't understand and had done it. And I have the most respect for SDRs because I've enabled and been part, I've sat alongside so many of them, but I was just getting hammered. So I wrote an email basically said, I don't know you. Here's my Venmo link. If you Venmo me 10 cents, I will give that money to Wounded Warrior Project and I guarantee I will read your email. That was all I promised. And people started donating, but they didn't just start donating 10 cents. They started donating like 20 bucks or 40 bucks. And they would be like, hey, I see you're you're hiring for four AEs. Well, here's 40 cents. And so people really started to use it as a way to break through. Brilliant. Brilliant. Not necessarily buying the business, as they say. That's actually donating to get the business. And there's a good story behind that. I love that. First question, let's back up a little bit. Obviously, I did a little due diligence in getting ready for this. And I noticed on your website that you know there's the Gated Manifesto. And I yes. thought that was, and if you haven't, make sure you go to the gated.com, check out their website, go to the manifesto section and just scroll down and you get a really good experience from this. But what are those three things? I can obviously read them off, but I'd like to hear it from you. What are those three core beliefs? Can you break them down for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think before we even do that, we kind of start off with the concept of our fundamental meta belief is you should own the right to your own attention, right? Like if you wake up every morning and people are putting things in that inbox, there's no stop to that. And when does that stop? So I think we believe you should determine how people can reach you. You should decide what your attention is worth and who benefits. And I'll come back to that one in a minute. And then charging unknown senders a small cost leads to better connections. So we are not about shutting down email. We're about that small cost where you as an SDR are willing to stand out above the crowd. And I mean, you have a Sendosa budget, you have budgets for everything, and you're using all of those to stand out. I think people have an interesting initial reaction, which is, God, email's always been free. This sucks. But if you look on our website, we've got testimonials from a ton of senders too, where they're like, I hated Gated at first, then I understood it, and then I understood what it could do for me. So you and I talked about this deeply, but the reply rate for a cold outbound SDR email today is between one and a half and 2%. We've got that from all the leading vendors. Maybe people are better, they're four or five. I've heard people say, I got 10%. I'm like, great, gated, donated email, 46% average reply rate. Mm. And on the flip side though, you're reducing inboxes by like 43% if I'm correct. Is that right? It ranges from 10% to 80%. We see on personal emails. We also work for people's personal emails too. Good. That was um, a question I was going to actually ask you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd say, I mean, if you take the average B2B buyer that's using Gated, it's probably between 20 and 40% of the emails that they get we're taking out of their inbox and moving to a side folder. And that's huge. I mean, we're getting hundreds of emails a day, right? Yeah. And that's no small amount. So 
I'm looking forward to double clicking on how it helps SDR teams. I think we're probably already kind of chipping away at that mind process, that thought process, I should say. But let's go back to the charity aspect of this. You know, how did donating to charity become the path for unknown senders to get their emails delivered? I hear the you know originating story there, but you know, I can't think of an alternative off the top of my head here, but maybe there's some other means to cracking through. Why did you settle on donating? Is there more of a story there? Yeah. I mean, so the, taking a big step back, the original concept behind this was Bill Gates in 2004. Somebody asked Bill, I said, Bill, aren't you worried about email spam? He said, no, I'm not. Somebody will put a monetary price on this. And so there have been about 10 or 12 different attempts at this. I think a lot of them have been focused on like locking down the inbox. So I think what you've got to, the charity came from kind of two angles. One was we wanted people to realize this isn't about like holding people up for money. And yes, we do take 30% of the donation, but the vast majority of it goes to charity. But it also comes across as a softer from the senders, right? It's not a big like F you, pay me some money. Mm -hmm. I think the more important one was I talked to a number of executives early on I remember like Nick Meta, I was sitting down and he's like, I don't want the money. He's like, I'm going to feel like an extra sense of obligation. He's like, I don't want the money. And then you start to get into like bribery regulations and stuff of conflicts of interest. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. 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 So those things kind of like we, so we started testing the nonprofit and early on we were testing and iterating, but we were also testing without it. Here's the kicker. 30% of people that donate, donate more than they have to. We allow people to give like more. So we saw like a hundred dollar donation because that charity meant something to that sender and they wanted to do that. So the median donation amount is two bucks. That's kind of the minimum that any user can do, but the average donated is closer to $4. So, you know, it's, we're giving people an opportunity when something speaks to them to donate more as well too. Is there a correlation? I think this might be an obvious question between the amount that one donates and the sense of obligation, as you mentioned, to take that meeting or reply to that email. You know, the more I donate, the likely I am to get a call back at a meeting, get my deal done. Is there a correlation there or are you not finding much? I can't give you a statistical answer and we never say things that we aren't 100% confident, but what I can tell you is anecdotally, yes, there is. So we also send an email to the user right when that donation is made saying, in addition to moving that email right to their inbox, we also send an email saying, hey, so-and-so like Derek Williams donated $3 to whatever nonprofit you're benefiting, right? So we put that in front. So if somebody donates 50 bucks, like they're going to see that. And I can tell you that our users are, you know, responding even more positively to those that people that like step up to a higher amount. Yeah, we see this, right? You mentioned Sendoso earlier. I know we had CEO and founder of Alice on the show, and he talked to that model in terms of their platform as well. So we're seeing that in other channels. That's definitely good. And I see Gated is free. Is that right? It's 100% free for users. I look at it this way, which is all of us that are sending are putting an extra burden on users to have to filter that through. Like, why should we then make them pay <laughs> to deal with all the stuff that we're sending them? So, and also I believe that people are probably fundamentally too cheap to pay for their own productivity. And so I think that aha, we can give people a tool for free. Plus we want to give this away to millions of people. And to do that, I think making it free makes it easier, lower barrier to entry, and people will do that. So yes, it's 100% free to the user. The sender just donates the amount that's there, and then we take the 30% off of that donation. Do you think you'll ever charge for it? 
I'd love to never do that. I think that the economic model would support it. You know, even if we did, it'd probably be more like pro features. What do you want that's in addition? Like I have no plans ever to charge for Gated's core solution. Now, that being said, a lot of people tell me all the time, like I'd pay for this in a heartbeat. But no, I think our vision is we truly want to give this away free to users. Like users have been hit so hard by so many of us for so long. I know I've caused a whole lot of pain. And if we can give them back something to give them a little control. That's I love that. That's truly empathetic there. Okay. So newsletters are a big part of yeah. what we see in the inbox and you know the inbox chaos, as we say. How does Gated read those or treat those differently? Obviously, you know, a newsletter is not going to have maybe a donation path and maybe they signed up for it, but they haven't received the email yet. So it hasn't got through your approval list. How do newsletters work? Let me be direct. We will not treat them any differently. I think at our fundamental level, we want to encourage personal email. And that doesn't mean, I mean, so one-to-one email at scale, i.e. like outreach, you know, outplay, groove, all these different tools, like that's fine. Like there's not a personal letter in the line that if you reply to something, I think newsletters, you can see and if a newsletter and you've never sent to it before, it's going to start off in your gated folder. At any point in time, you can drag it back into your inbox. But I think we all know that we have been put on many newsletters that we did not put ourselves That's on. For sure. um, I can tell you because I got one today and mm-hmm. I immediately marked it as spam, even though it was in my gated folder. I still periodically check it. And so like, I think, and you know, we're really passionate about this, but the number of times I've been put on a newsletter, you know, when I'm halfway through a sales cycle, and that's not even the SDR's fault. Like some marketing person decided to put them on it's there. Or, opted you in, yeah. Or I've been bought or sold or done whatever. Like <clears throat> that's just not great. And so I think we want to create a world under which you think about what you send mm-hmm. and you ask, is it relevant? And is it worth it? And I guarantee you a lot of these newsletters are junk. And frankly, if you're in an SDR, they're clogging up your world from being able to like get your message to somebody. And exactly, so our exactly. default for newsletters, we've thought a lot about this is we're going to put them in the gate folder. Now I could definitely envision a widget, which is like when a gated user signs up for one that says like, do you want this one to be allowed? We could just allow that decision. They could make when they're signing up, they're also making the decision of where do I want this to go? And so we believe in newsletters. Some of our users also send a lot of newsletters, but a lot of them are just not there. I mean, I think I look at it this way. Google's default is everything should be in the inbox and we're going to use data to pull it out. I think we all know that doesn't work. Mm. You know, we all try to beat it. There's spam filters and it's just not there. And I think data is imperfect. And so we take a very different view. Nothing should be in the inbox unless you know the person, but we should allow people to, for a very small fee, prove that you're worth something to them, right? And prove that your time is worth something to them, right? And so in exchange, what you end up getting is, a 20x increase in reply rate. Bingo. And that's, you know, for the SDRs, the salespeople, the go-to-market leaders on the call that are thinking about their own inbox and how this might help them, you know, this is how it's going to help your team. We just hit on it right there. And I do appreciate that piece. So I have another question though, just to maybe just explore this a little bit broader. There is value and executives do see value. There's data behind this that supports it in emails, marketing emails. There are new opportunities that are spun up every day through unsolicited emails, whether we like to admit it or not. I mean, we've all had success, both of you and I, and those that are listening through email. And so if you put, you know, if I'm an executive and I add gated on, or my, you know, someone comes in over the top and says, we're adding gated as an organization, that sort of thing. What do you say to the executive that's worried about missing 
an important message or a message that could have had value but didn't make it through because they didn't donate or couldn't donate is it just look at your gated folder and check that periodically or is there a more strategic response to like that thought process yeah i think it's a great question it's one kind of like sometimes maybe people don't sign up immediately for gated because they have this existential fear that we're somehow like quarantine the emails and never get through like they still get through they just don't go to the inbox and so what you're seeing, you know, today, maybe you're dealing with like 2% reply rate. You're probably seeing an incredibly low reply rate to that stuff. But the user, and we coach them, you know, like once a week, just do a quick scan down. But they're not looking for, they're looking for the exceptions, right? And so what we've really done is we've split the triage process. Today, when people before gated, they come in and they spend the first 10 or 15 minutes deleting all the crap. And then they go about their day. I think with gated, all that stuff goes over to the left-hand side, all the stuff that's not personal and from their network. They deal normally with this. And then, and so they're dealing with that at a very high positivity rate. Like everything in there is good. Why would I not reply to it? And so they're treating it very differently. And then on the gated folder, like, you know, people are scanning it down really quickly. Like, what have I missed? But like, they're not engaging in the same way. So yes, you can not donate and end up in the gated folder. The reply rate will probably be very low more virtually non-existent because people just aren't in that mindset when they're processing the gated folder. Yeah. I mean, if you used Outlook and set up the rules before I have, you know, my folders and even my Gmail inbox and yeah, I admittedly don't go in there very often unless I need to or prompted. Okay, cool. And so you mentioned earlier that a consumer could use this. Absolutely. We support any email on the Google platform today and Microsoft is coming soon. You know, we debated very long, or should we open this up to personal emails? And if our vision is to change the way people email, like even if we don't make as much money on those donations, we still see a lot of people use them. And, you know, if you've had a Gmail for five years or seven or eight years, like you're over, anytime you signed up for anything, they've sold it on, you're overloaded. And so we see gating rates upwards of 80 to 90% on personal emails right now. I would not doubt that I have over 22,000 emails in my personal inbox. And so it's just, you give up. Well, you know? sign on up. That's yeah, my I, favorite I, I, thing I is when somebody's exactly. like, I've given up on email. I don't even need data. I'm like, no, 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 actually I can solve that problem. So we've got a bunch of testimonies where people have been like, I declared email bankruptcy mm-hmm. forever. And, you know, particularly like CMOs and top. Yeah. Leads. They're hiring people. They're their EAs doing the work instead of, and then telling them what they need to respond to. I heard a story on site with a client last week. who was talking about how their CEO, this is a multi-million dollar organization, multinational, and he deletes anything. He selects everything. And then the ones that he knows, he deselects everything else gets deleted. You talk to CEO, he needs gated. Yeah, or exactly. he or she. I don't know. You touched on an interesting topic between Upwork and Box. I spent three and a half years running a company that outsourced administrative assistance for executives. We had 300 people in Guatemala and the Philippines. And one of the most common things people would ask us for is, can you manage my email? We would always tell them no, because the context is too high to have somebody that doesn't know your day make those judgments. And so right, I think right. it was impossible, right? Especially then when we would like, the assistant would leave and we'd have to swap in a new one. Like you were basically the executive would be unhappy for six weeks before we would get that all right again. Love it. Okay. And so if I send an email to someone, you mentioned this earlier, but just to double click real quick, if I send an email to someone that automatically adds them to like my approval list. So those emails will get through to my inbox if I've sent, and is that at the domain level? Is that how that works? At the, you described it very well at the, at the contact level, you send to somebody, they're allowed. So it's a specific email address. Yes. But if you want to trust the domain, you can go three extra clicks and trust the domain. 
Okay. And then we're smart enough to, to, you know, say you and I have emailed back and forth, which we have, and you copy somebody else in systems also smart enough. So we have a default assumption mm-hmm. that like <laughs> we want to not challenge people that you most likely know. Well, I'm thinking as a salesperson, SDR, my predecessor has been reaching out to this account. They had replied to an email, said not now, maybe later. And here I am re-engaging later. And is my email going to get through or is it not going to get through sort of thing? It would most likely not unless somebody had consciously allowed the domain. Right. Okay, cool. Let's take a step back. Can you talk to the research that went into developing the product a little bit, specifically any data points around like the problem? I imagine you're collecting a lot of data now that as you adopt more users and onto the platform, but as you were building the tool, I'm sure to justify build and investments and all that, there's a lot of research that happened. So can you quantify some of the stuff that we're talking about? You know, we mentioned 43% reduction in the inbox. I think there was something like, I saw the stat, was it how many thousands of emails an average person gets a week? Those sorts of things. Can you, I hate to put yeah, you on we're, the spot we're getting and test a ton of data. I mean, we're building a ton of data. You yeah. know, we never look at the contents of the email. So that's sacred for us. There will be a lot of stats that we'll start to send out, right? Like the executives are typically sending emails on weekends or checking emails. And we start to, we'll start to be able to really understand a lot of that stuff that I think is interesting to senders and then, you know, vice versa, you know, like when do you get hit the most <laughs> and all of those types of things. And so maybe we can push people to think differently and email in different slots and stuff. So definitely a lot of that thought leadership will be coming from gated and I encourage people to follow us there. I mean, in terms of like, you know, what data shaped the product, I think it was a lot of input from both users, but also we spent a lot of time early on with senders, right? So we'd spend time with probably 10 of the top agencies that do SDR type of work. We've done a teardowns with a bunch of sales development leaders. And so we've spent a lot of time with them. And now we've really got some neat data. I just pulled up a dashboard the other day where we can see every domain and down to the individual sender level, what's the percentage of time that they are donating? And then what's the percentage reply rate that they're getting, right? So like, I won't call out specific domains here, but like a lot that we've all heard of, you know, like they're sitting at 15 to 20% of the time they donate, but they're seeing reply rates above 60%. So I want to reach out to those people and talk to them and coach them. Donate more. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You are literally leaving. If you do the math, you are leaving the money on the table. That $2 you're going to pay to us. But if you can 20X your reply rate, like you should do that all day. And so we're definitely starting to do that to some leading organizations. Like I spent time with the head of sales development at Lean Data the other day, and Mm -hmm. we walked him through his stats for his team. If any sales development leader is seen gated more than five or six times, drop me a note, andy at gated.com. I'll happily like screenshot your dashboard, no proprietary user data, but we can tell you like which of your teams are not donating that should. Well, is there a way to identify, I mean, not users, but corporations, like companies that have gated? I know technographic data is a big focal area for go-to-market teams. You want to find who has complementary competitive data. I mean, technology, I'm sorry. To your knowledge, is there a way to pinpoint, you know, in my target account list, these 10 companies have gated installed somewhere in the business? No, but it's coming. One of our advisors is Chief Strategy Officer Clearbit. She's, Robin's been terrific. We talk a lot about this. And again, we're going to make every decision within Gated from a user first perspective. We are not in the business of like selling our data similar to LinkedIn, right? Like they're trusted with your resume data and your conversations. We're going to be the exact same. Like we are built for users first.
first. But we believe by reducing noise, we help everyone. So we've had the conversation internally, and we do believe that it would be in our users and in senders' best interest to share, is this email gated? What is the cost to reach that person? And what is their nonprofit? And so that is a data set that we've been having some very interesting conversations with people. And the reason we think that that's in our best interest is you're going to get treated differently. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get blown up on a bunch of low quality newsletters because those things aren't going to get through. Instead, you're going to personalize the sequence a little bit more, tailor it and really think about what you send. And so, you know, my email is public. I posted on my LinkedIn. Many of our users are starting to feel comfortable doing that. We have about a hundred testimonials so far and where people, you can see who those people are. They're right on our website if people are using it. And so I think increasingly we want people's email to not be something that they fear and hide. And like, you should be comfortable sharing it publicly. When we get done with this call, I'll share mine publicly and anyone can send me an email to see my challenge email and ask me some questions. Well, to that point, we see it all the time in sales development, particularly in inbound motions where someone will submit a lead, they'll fill out a form, but they'll use some alias or alternative email, you know, that's masking them or it's, you know, they're personal, that sort of thing. They do the pump fake, the head fake with their email. And then you have no way of like identifying who they really are and you can't reach out to them in that situation. What you're saying is go ahead and throw out your email everywhere. Cause at the end of the day, you know, that's only the good stuff's making its way through. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, you know, Nick Meta is an investor and a friend when I met him like five or six years ago or whenever it was at box. And I linked in to him and I said, Hey, you know, love to chat. And he's like, cool. You know, email me at Nick space, AT space meta, you know, like, and then he spelled it all out. And I'm like, you really don't want your email to be scraped because this is a LinkedIn DM. He's like, no, I don't. And so, and Nick's one of the most responsive people in the world. And so we talk a lot about that because I really admire that for him. But I don't think you should have to hide your email. I think that's part of it for us is, yeah, for sure. So SDRs, you know, in terms of paying for this, you know, I would imagine like anything else, maybe it starts out, they pay out of their own pocket and then eventually they go to a point where they're getting, you know, funds from the business in some way, if they're strategically placing it into their tech stack, you know, they're anticipating it. I shouldn't say putting it in their tech stack, but anticipating it in in terms of outreach. So you mentioned 20% higher reply rate. So that's at the oh, end. No, no, 20 times. 20 times. Thank you for you the go from two Go from 2% to 46%. I'm just, you know, it's 20. That's a big difference. Times. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's what's in it for SDRs and why they should care about gated at the core, I believe, right? Yes. Can you build on that? How else is maybe gated driving success for SDR teams? It's eliminating noise. It's providing a path to you know get through and differentiate yourself so that you can get a higher reply rate. Any other value proposition to an SDR org? I think over time we can give them insights, you know, and allow and enable better targeting in ways that don't compromise our users' abilities. You know, so I think, you know, we've even contemplated the concept of, hey, great, it's it costs $2 to get into Andy's inbox. For $10, we'll guarantee a reply. And so that's an interesting one. You know, we never want to force our, we will never force our users to reply. But here's the thing. We can see if they did. So we could offer a product which is, hey, $10 if Andy doesn't reply in seven days, you'll get the money back. If he does, like you've just raised a lot more for that charity. So like we think a lot about this, but always in a user-centric first way. Oh, yeah. I promised you guys by the end of this interview, you're going to have a mind shift to be thinking about email differently. 
I don't know about you, but I definitely have, you know, entered into a sort of new paradigm shift in how I view this. Because at first, when we first started, and he mentioned the top of the interview, I was a little hesitant. I don't really know how this aligns with the typical interview that I'm doing. But now that we've talked about it, it absolutely makes sense. At the core of what we're trying to help is drive success for SDR teams. And, you know, if you can get a 20 times higher reply rate, you can absolutely change the game for your organization. I would say we hope that if you do that 20 times, you also think a little bit about what you send, right? Like mm. I use the story of this one woman in Hong Kong continues to try to sell me customized plastic shopping carts. I'm sorry, I'm just not your target audience, no matter how hard you try. If you spent $2 on that email, you're still not going to get a reply. Actually, I will reply since I'm a CEO of Gated, I guarantee you reply. But you know, I think we hope that we create the incentives to invest more in content. Right now, volume wins. And I talked to a lot of people who are like, I'd love to invest more in content, but I can't justify it. So I would say, I don't want to mislead people. You send the same crappy email. You may not get Garbage a in, garbage out. It doesn't change, yeah. it doesn't change the thing. Yeah, but uh, the way we say it is this. Today's world is send 100 emails, get two replies. We envision a world where you send 10, get five replies. That world is better for everybody. Agreed. Agreed. I think that's what's loud and clear by then. Is there anybody you compete with directly right now? Is there like any core differences that someone might be looking at? Someone was thinking about gated you versus another player. Is there any key difference that you might want to call out in that respect? Or are you the only game in town? We are the only game in town, but here's what I would say. Like, here's a good analogy, like superhuman, right? Like that would come to mind immediately. Like, Hey, innovative tool. Two differences I'd say, well, first off, like if you want to manage your email twice as fast, that's superhuman. They're really good at it. We don't build an email client. If you want the problem to never exist in the first place, that's us. I'd say the other thing is fundamentally, everyone else is forcing the problem back on the user by making them manage better, you know, like filter out email and do everything. We are truly trying to force the senders to think more intelligently of like, should I have sent this email? Was this the right content? Was this the right targeted person? And so we think by doing that, we're actually like, you don't have visibility in spam. If you get put in spam hell, it's terrible. You've probably been an SDR leader. You got to dig your way out. I've, I've helped many companies dig their way out. We're letting people know when they're not getting through and we're telling them how they can fix that problem. And so we believe by doing this, it's the better way. Now, I'm sure somebody will come along and do it as well. There are plenty of people that will help you try to manage the mess better. We're the only people that are really still going after the root problem. Great. A few more value adds there for SDR teams as well. I appreciate that. Do you have an SDR team or are your users your SDR? That's what the line that's famous from William at Lavender in our show shared. So do you have an SDR team or are you set up to build pipe that way? Well, we're PLG. I mean, it's, a, it's an inherently viral motion. People do learn about it as they go. We User champions, user-led growth. Of, yeah, user-led growth. I'd say, you know, eventually we'll, we'll build a team to... There's, so we don't have a tool for sender. Like if you are a sender, this is something that a lot of people have trouble wrapping their arms around is like, okay, well, how do I use it? How do I use it to send more email? We are a tool built for users that we do not have a sender tool yet. We will build one. And I'm happy to talk about that. But the, I think that's an interesting thing is Gartner actually said, or a friend at Gartner said, my God, you're building the first tool for buyers to defend themselves, right? Like we, And so I think that's something where a lot of people are like, I can't put you in the stack. I'm like, I know we're different, we're unique. But if we do this right, like this category should exist. Awesome. Well, where can people find you? I know you mentioned the website gated.com, I believe. Find you on LinkedIn if they want to reach out. You mentioned your email at andy at gated.com as well. Yes. 
literally, if people want to email me, I will reply to anyone that donates. You also get a chance to see the challenge email in action if you haven't seen one already. I'm super responsive on email, right? Like because I don't have a lot that's troubling my inbox. <laughs> there you go. That's a way good way to wrap. Well, I appreciate this. I'm going to go and download Gated because my inbox on multiple fronts is out of control. Thank you for listening, everyone. This is Derek Williams with Tenbound. You're listening to the Tenbound Research Labs podcast series where we investigate technology that's driving success for SDR teams. You all have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum 100% focused and dedicated to sales development with your host, David Delaney. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10bound.com for a no-obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10bound.com.